The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed, you do. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about on your Thursday. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Really appreciate you being here. I really do. There is a lot going on. I want to talk about Israel and Gaza a little bit. Uh, and, and we've got Tracy Beans at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about the 14th Amendment issue out of Colorado with Tracy Beans. Also, um, uh, DeSantis versus Trump when it comes to support. Very interesting because Tracy's on one side. I'm on the other side, but we still get along. We still like each other. There's no reason for us to be at each other's throats. And, we, I, and nobody's having that discussion. They're just yelling at each other on, like, Twitter, which I wish people would stop. Make sure you stop by and see the Come On videos. We've got some that are doing very, very good business. Over on Instagram, it's Joe Talk Show. I've got that video of uh, the resident of the White House, Joe Biden, saying that he gave debt relief to 136 million people, which is not true. It's 3.5 million people. Uh, also, the case of, uh, of Ted Nugent from yesterday going after Taylor Swift. The Motor City Madman goes after Taylor Swift. Rightfully so. Why can't you? I think you can. That's up on uh, on Instagram as well. Over on um, on TikTok, you can check out the Joe Biden soundbite as well. Also, the Supreme Court decision in Colorado about President uh, Trump is it's gone completely viral. 1.2, 1.3 million views now, and it's not slowing down. So go check that out as well. And on YouTube, several videos there too, and including Ted Nugent. So if you appreciate the videos on YouTube, it's Joe Talk Show. On Instagram, it's Joe Talk Show. If it is on TikTok, it's Joe Pags. All right, let's talk about what's going on between Israel and Gaza. All this crying about ceasefire, I hear you. And listen, that is completely understandable. Nobody wants innocent people to die. Nobody wants war. In fact, I'd like to see war stop and not continue and not continue to start. That's what I would like to see. I'm against war. You're not going to believe this. I am against war. And I'm against the military-industrial complex. I'm against keeping war going to help out big companies or to help out the economy. I don't think a drop of blood is worth helping the economy. I mean that. So I'm not for a war. But let's really break down what happened in Israel. On October 6th, there is still the possibility that there could be a two-state solution, Israel and Palestine, what would be Palestine. And and keep in mind, and this is verifiable fact, you can deny it all you want, there never has been a country called Palestine, ever. The Palestinians are Jordanians, they're Egyptian, they are not an individual people that have some long-running heritage as a country of Palestine that was stolen from them. Palestine was a territory in the Ottoman Empire and in the British Empire. It was. And that means that the people that were there were British subjects or subjects of the Ottoman Empire. They were not their own individual people that Jews showed up and stole their land. We know that um, that Israel goes back biblically thousands of years, two, three, some say 4,000 years. We know that Islam showed up in about 600 AD, so nowhere near. Like It's not like the Jews have been stealing from those who follow Islam for all of time. The Jews predate Islam by a couple of thousand years, easily, in that land. You've got this stupidity over online now where people are saying, Jesus Christ was a Palestinian. No, he wasn't. He was Jewish. He was an Israeli. He was a Jew, period. There's really no argument there. Let's go back to modern day. A two-state solution has been offered up a lot of times. 
It was offered up most recently 95 to 97% of everything the Palestinian uh, Authority, the PLO, at the time Palestinian Liberation Authority, run by Yasser Arafat, wanted. 97% of what he wanted was offered, and he said no. So a two-state solution has been offered from Clinton to Bush to, to Trump talked about it. And in fact, Trump made peace between Israel and a lot of the Arab Peninsula. I mean, the Abraham Accords, holy crap, go and read those things, man. It's amazing. The problem that was going on for those who were radicalized Islamists was that it looked like Israel and Saudi Arabia were getting closer to peace, where Saudi Arabia would admit, yes, Israel exists. You know, there's a peace deal done with Egypt way back in the 70s, and it's still standing today. That peace deal, by the way, it left Gaza, the Gaza Strip, up for grabs. And Egypt could have taken it. That could be part of Egypt right now. Egypt said, we don't want it. You take it. So Israel ended up taking it. 2005, Israel left Gaza Strip. People say, it's it's an outdoor prison. No, it's not. They had their own autonomy. They voted in their own people. They voted in Hamas as the government. Like it or not, that's what happened. But Israel left Gaza in 2005. Gone. Still next door to Gaza. Guess what? Gaza doesn't have an Iron Dome. Israel does. Why? Because Israel was the one who was the recipient of missiles from these radicalized Islamists that just want to wipe Israel off the map. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. The river is the River Jordan. The sea is the Mediterranean Sea. And if you have all of that in between become Palestine, which again was never a country, that means you have to wipe Israel off the map. That's what people mean. Like Ahmadinejad over in Iran for a long time, uh, President Tom, I think, is what Glenn Beck called him. This is what he wanted, Israel to be off the map. And they mean that literally. They, don't, they want maps to be made with no Israel because it doesn't exist anymore. So again, October 6th, peace. They were getting along. There was nothing crazy going on between what would be Palestine and Israel. So peace was available. Maybe peace with Saudi Arabia. Peace was available. Maybe a two-state solution was available. Now, on October 7th, with parachutes and guns, they're slaughtering innocent people, dancing at a party, worshiping at their homes, elderly dead in their kitchen, raping, maiming, beheading, cutting babies out of women. Okay? This is what Hamas did. Now, don't believe me if you have the stomach for it. Go and look up the videos. The IDF has released the videos that were being taken like by by little cameras on them, little GoPros on the terrorists as they were bringing terror. Go look it up. Do not believe me. I urge you not to, okay? This is what they did on October 7th. Israel was attacked by the government, the governing body of Gaza, Hamas. The, the elected government body. And then people will say, yeah, they were elected a long time ago, and the young people in Gaza do not deserve to die because they didn't elect them. The young people in Gaza are raised, born, bred, and raised to hate Israel and to kill Jews. There, no, there's no argument there. You can't be a Jewish person in Gaza. You can be Palestinian and be in, and be in Israel. No problem. So, again, October 7th changed everything. And Israel, once attacked, has the right to go back and take as much as they want of that land, Gaza, until Hamas is dead or they surrender. But on this side of the pond, this is all we get from places like NBC News. Here's the headline. About 20,000 people killed in Gaza, health ministry says. 
Israel launched a ground invasion and airstrike campaign after Hamas's October 7th terror attack on Israel. That's the subheadline. Written by Chantel De Silva out of Tel Aviv. About 20,000 people have been killed in Gaza since October 7th, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, the result of Israel's bombing campaign and ground invasion after Hamas's terror attack. Or terror attack. I want to say terrorist. They say terror. The Israel Defense Force's near-relentless assault has displaced around 90% of the population, leveled 40,000 buildings, according to the United Nations estimates, and enabling what the organization calls an unfolding humanitarian disaster for Palestinian civilians who are searching for shelter, food, clean water, and medical care. Some 70% of those killed were women and children, the health ministry said. The numbers do not include many dead who are still buried in the rubble in the rubble of bombed buildings, it added in a statement. Throughout the war, health officials have released precise numbers of dead and injured. This changed Wednesday and Thursday when they announced an estimate. The grim milestone came 75 days after Hamas launched the attack, the multi-pronged surprise attacks in Israel that left 1,200 people dead, according to officials in the country. Around 240 people were also taken hostage by the militant group. It's a terrorist group. The U.S. government calls it a terrorist group, with more than 100 of them being freed during a pause in fighting late last month in exchange for Palestinian prisoners held in Israel. Some said there had been a shortage of food while they were held, while others said they had been mistreated by their captors. More than 120 people are believed to remain in Hamas's captivity, according to the latest figures from the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office. Again, why do this story? The story needs to be and the push needs to be internationally. Hamas, you better give up. Hamas, it's over for you. Hamas, you done screwed up. And Israel hit back. They're not going to stop hitting back until you're done. At this point, if you're Israel, what reason do you have to stop until Hamas is gone? What reason specifically do you have to stop until Hamas is no longer a threat? The terrorist organization Hamas is not a militant group. It's the government of Palestine, or what would be Palestine. It's the government of Gaza, specifically. And it is a terrorist organization, as the demarcation has been given by our government. So if you're a so-called news organization, and you're not saying terrorist organization, that's on you. It's a terrorist group. It's not a militant group. I don't even know what a militant group is. That sounds like somebody who grabbed military weapons and did things. No, this is a group, an organized group, that is well-funded, probably by, by Iran, and probably by others without us knowing, to kill Jews. That's what they do. They feel that's the job. So when you talk about, you know, ceasefire, when you talk about stopping, there were no Nazis left at the end of World War II. That's when it was over, when they beat the Nazis. This will be over when you beat Hamas. 40,000 buildings is a lot. 20,000 people is, is astronomical. By the way, food, shelter, and clothing and all that should be available at Jordan or in Egypt, right? Why not? Oh, that's right. Jordan and Egypt don't want to take anybody. They've already said so publicly. But for some reason, it's on it's on Israel. For some reason, it's on the United States. Why exactly would they stop before they know they got Hamas? I mean, the leader of Hamas needs to be caught. He should surrender or die, be arrested, be tried, and probably hanged for war crimes. Then you can move forward with the possibility of a two-state solution. Then you can move forward and say, okay, we're going to stop bombing now. We got the bad guy. They don't have the bad guy yet. And I don't know, what is the impetus for Israel to stop? Am I bloodthirsty? No. 
What if it were your kids? This is the argument you always get. What if your children were in the way? My children are not being raised in Gaza to hate Israel. My kids are not being raised in Gaza that it's somehow a great thing to kill innocent people, innocent Jews. Uh, my kids are not in that region uh, dealing with the result of the terrorist organization running the country or running the, the, the territory, attacking its neighbor. So that is a false equivalency. And also, you know, it's got to be got to be some, somehow uh, um, exactly exponential. It's got to be exactly what happened. It's got to be not, not exponential, proportional. It's got to be a proportion. What's the proportion of an entire government trying to kill as many Jews as possible? So now the Israeli entire government is trying to kill as much Hamas as possible. And by the way, why is nobody who's so-called a humanitarian, humanitarian, why is nobody saying, you know, Hamas is really disgusting by hiding behind kids and children, or women and children. Hamas is really disgusting for being in the children's hospital. Hamas is really disgusting for hiding behind women and in mosques. Hamas is disgusting by by building a bunch of tunnels under Gaza where they can start all these strikes that they're putting out. No, why is, no, why is nobody saying that? Why is that not a possibility? Why is that not a problem for those who are weeping their crocodile tears for people they've never known? And why is it that we suddenly have forgotten that in our own government, we've got somebody like Rashida Tlaib saying, river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Which, of course, we now know, and we've always known this, means Israel can't exist anymore. Because if Palestine is free from the river to the sea, Israel doesn't have people. They all have to die. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. Guess what? There was a ceasefire on October 6th. There was a ceasefire before the first parachute came in, before the first guy on the ground came in and started shooting innocent people driving down the road. You know, when people say, what if that were your kid? What if that were your wife? What was that with you? What if it were your family driving down, named the street in your town, and somebody came out and shot them in the face through their windshield because they could, because they didn't like their heritage, they didn't like their religion? How would you feel about that? I think you probably would have a problem. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Want to hear from you. If you can't get through, just go to JoePags.com, scroll down, click on contact, send me an email. You can do so. Just click on contact. You sign up for, for the email, and then it comes to me or it comes to our team. You could also go to, to Facebook. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Getter. You can go to Truth. You can go to YouTube. You can go to uh, fill in the blank. It's either going to be Joe Talk Show or Joe Pags. Again, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W or J-O-E-P-A-G-S. That's how you can find me. Let me in the meantime tell you about Eden Pure. Eden Pure knows that heating bills are expected to rise this winter. That's the way the economy is going, right? A powerful heating technology used by Eden Pure Gen 40, the heater, is already helping thousands of people save money on their heating bills. Get in on this right now. At Eden Pure, an advanced heating engineering team has combined an infrared heating system and a convective heating system into one space heater. These two technologies work together to heat a home better than your current furnace, boiler, baseboard heat, and other space heaters. By using two forms of heating technology to heat a room, the Gen 40 heater makes you feel warmer and reduces your heating bills. Never be cold again. Save money this month, actually every month, with Eden Pure. Right now, you can get an additional $50 off the Gen 40 sale price. They've already lowered the price for you. With my discount code, save $50 more. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code PAGS50. EdenPureDeals.com. P-A-G-S-5-0. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS50. To save an additional $50 off the sale price. We're back after this on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. 
Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. have you here thanks i appreciate you stopping by again lots going on we've got tracy beans after the bottom of the hour she is of course the editor-in-chief at um uncoveredc.com it's a great website she does incredible journalism she's an investigative reporter and she's somebody who just doesn't care about left versus right she cares about right versus wrong you can like the conversation plus tracy and i disagree about who the primary person should be on the republican side and we have that conversation which gets really really old to me and it does probably for you too. Going online or even talking to people at work or whatever, it really gets tired and, and stupid that you can't like somebody other than the person you're talking with or else you're somehow Hitler or the devil. It doesn't make any sense. It honestly doesn't. I'm a Trump guy. I believe Donald Trump deserved his second term in 2020. For some reason, he didn't get it. So I think he should get it in 2024. And the left is doing everything they can. They're freaking out. They know that he's got the straight line, the beeline right back to the White House. They're calling him every name in the book. They're indicting him left and right, trying to use 14th Amendment Civil War amendments against the guy. This is how desperate they are. And at the end of the day, if you're for DeSantis or Ramaswamy or Haley, I disagree with you. Although I think DeSantis is a very good governor, and maybe one day, maybe in 28, will be a good president. I think Vivek is great. He basically announced... Basically announced his candidacy on my show. I think he's great. We'll have him back on again soon. Have never talked to, to Nikki Haley, a bit of a war hawk for me, but I don't hate Nikki Haley. Heck, I've had Chris Christie on the program. If you support Chris Christie, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I don't like what he's saying about Trump, but it doesn't mean that you're out. It doesn't mean that you're somehow the devil or you're uh, complicit with the left. I don't believe that at all. Tracy and I literally have that conversation. Let me finish up on what we were talking about. Also over on social media, and you're right, Carrie's right, I spend too much time on social media. But when I'm out there, I want to make sure that my voice is heard. And going on Twitter slash X, going on name the site, and deciding that I'm going to say Israel is in the right for fighting back against the terrorist organization that attacked him on October 7th, I'm never going to feel bad about that. I'm not. I'm never going to back off of that. And I went into a space last night, had about a 1,000 people in it, going on and on and on about how horrible Netanyahu is, on and on and on about how war criminals everybody in Israel is. And it didn't make any sense to me because they were glossing over the one big fat elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is Israel was attacked on October 7th. They have every right to not only defend themselves, but to make sure another attack doesn't happen. Like in World War I, they didn't get rid of the problem with the, with the Axis powers. And World War II basically was an extension of World War I. They could have done away with that by getting rid of the bad guys the first time around. So what's Israel supposed to do for its entirety of its existence? Just take attacks and you have to proportionally respond and just take the next attack when it comes? Or maybe you get rid of the problem. Maybe you get rid of the parasite. Maybe you get rid of the, the attacker. Maybe you get rid of the evil that wants you off the map. And then you do that until they're gone and then maybe there'll be peace and harmony. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We come back. Tracy Bean, stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. 